to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Elliott, and today we got my man Keith in the house. What's going on, brother? How are we doing? I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for having me. I definitely appreciate it, and I'm super excited to give value any way I can. Yeah, brother. So the podcast in general, it's all geared towards educating people, motivating them, and preparing them to take action. Now, you've been in the game for the last several years, crushing it in many avenues, but something about your story really stood out to me. You got obviously a good heart and in the right place. You're always serving and giving back to others. But I think it's super positive. Just the amount of leads that you're bringing in for so damn cheap. And you're you're doing a bunch of these wholesaling deals throughout the year now. So for anybody out there that doesn't exactly know who you are, do you mind just diving in, telling a little bit more of your story, where you're from and what you're doing today? Yeah, yeah. So um, my name's Keith. Obviously, I uh, run Kind House Buyers and got a couple other little businesses that I run ac- uh, around the country. Um, just doing virtual wholesaling and uh, local wholesaling as well. I'm up here in the Seattle Tacoma market. Um, I started about three years ago down in Texas, right here for my computer up here. I had a partner down on the ground and and we were just a perfect match because he was just closing deals left and right, get him an appointment, he'd close them and. And I was able to, you know, generate those leads and make the appointments happen. And yeah, so I, I had a whole year of all I did was just learn how to get leads as as quick and as cheap as possible. How'd you meet that partner? Um, it was a it was an introduction from another friend. He was down there. They both worked as officers down there in South Texas. And um, yeah, we've just been great friends and great business partners ever since. Okay. And you guys are still partners today? On some things. But uh, I, I moved up here to the Seattle area just because, you know, we were doing some, he, he was a little farther ahead than I was. You know, he actually just bought his second mobile home park and he's developing like 50 acres and doing all kinds of really fun stuff. And, and so, you know, he, he wasn't really interested in holding these little single families that we got under about. He just wanted to, you know, pull the cash out and invest it in his huge projects. And I'm getting there though. I love it. So you've been doing this for three years now. Why real estate? Why'd you get started? Man, I always wanted to be in real estate. I just, you know, thought the barrier to entry was just too high. And um, even talking him down in South Texas, he was doing some flips. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, those numbers in South Texas were almost, almost, you know, uh, palatable. I could almost pull something like that off on my own. So we were kind of just talking and brainstorming. And then, and I'm just soaking up everything I can on real estate. And I'm like, wait, wait, we could do this thing called wholesaling. Like we don't have to have our money to do this. And he's like, yeah, you know, I tried it, but it just didn't work. And I was just like, hold on, let's see what we can do. And so we got our phone ringing pretty quick and got our, like the first wholesale deal we got that month and it was $5,000 and it was just like, boom, that's proof of concept. And just yeah. kind of ramped up from there. Now, are you working a W-2 job now or were you in the past? What was the situation with work? Not like a W-2. I've always kind of been uh, self-employed. I had like two jobs for like each of them only lasted about three months. And it was just because I wanted someone to really like, you know, I'm a team player. I want to help people. And 
And uh, I just wanted to be on the same page and, you know, be appreciative. I don't know. I wasn't lucky enough to find one of those two employers weren't one of those guys. So uh, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just strike out on my own and do what I can. And so I did firewood and I had a screen printing company. I was doing some t-shirts and stuff, but, but I was doing that before I jumped into real estate. You've always been an entrepreneur for the most part and you have several other businesses. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Okay, so now you made the move up to Washington. You're doing wholesaling for the most part on your own. Any other avenues of real estate or just strictly wholesaling? I do some buy and holds in Texas. Those are the numbers just make sense. You know what they say with the whole like, you know, 1% rule or whatever. You don't even get close to that in like the San Diego or Seattle market, like a half a percent maybe. And and um, you can get like 2% plus and if you get a good deal in some Texas houses. So and that's yeah. what it's all about for anybody out there that's listening that doesn't know exactly what that is basically for just a real rough, uh, quick example. If you have maybe a hundred thousand dollars in total into a project after buying it distressed, putting money into it, and then it rents out, let's say for like 14 or 1500, it actually cash flows after all expenses, maybe a thousand, that thousand per month would be 1% of the total hundred thousand. So 2% rule would be 2000 of the 100,000 or 3%, which is like those home runs is uh, 3000 just for a rough, quick example. That's like just a awesome rule of thumb that you can take really quickly to try to see if you should keep on doing the due diligence or not if you're trying to keep yeah. it mental. It's yeah, not the only thing to consider. <laughs> yeah. And it's not going to work in uh, areas like ours, the the higher ticket areas. You're definitely going to need to get creative and do like Airbnb or try to get those income coming in a lot higher to, to offset that. But overall, now that you're doing wholesaling, like I, I'm just curious, I guess, about the process. You know, you got taught a little bit from the guy you partnered up with and that kind of just had the wheels turning. But how did it start off? Did you get like one deal every six months or was it just like home runs right from the start? No, it definitely wasn't home runs from the start. I mean, the first year was definitely rocky and, you know, it was a lot of trial and error uh, on both of our parts. And a lot of it was marketing, you know, with this business, like you need leads coming in, you know, if you, and it's all math too. I mean, if if you know, you know, your close rate, if you're, you know, get 10 leads and you get a deal, if you're really good negotiator, or if it's 25 leads, you get a deal, you know, that means you need 25 leads to come in to get one deal, which, you know, and then, and it's all, uh, you know, math from there, just, you know, get as many leads as you need to. And I didn't really realize that at the beginning. I was just, you know, it was more like having fun, just proof of concept. And I didn't really have a goal. And once I put that goal in place and it just, things just started just taking off. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all numbers. It's all trackable as well. So as long as you have the right systems in place to keep track and then like you mentioned goals. So it sounds like a little bit of personal development was kind of like the the key probably in there to to start getting you thinking above and beyond of not just in the moment, but let's start planning for the future, get some goals ahead of us. 100%. Absolutely. Goals are everything. I mean, it, I forget who said it, but basically, you know, if you don't know where you want to go in life, you're going to end up somewhere else. Yeah. And uh, planning for the future is so key. That's so true. So, so what did the process kind of look like? You started figuring out, you know, marketing was the key. How many different marketing techniques have you, have you tried out there? Have you tried them all and then found one that you really loved? Or I think repetition is kind of the key factor to anything in life. You could be, 
you know, the, the longer you do something, you could be on the beach looking for gold with one of those scanners. And eventually, maybe after 50 years, you'll find a little rock of gold or something that might make you rich. I think it's just over time, consistently doing something is the key. But is there something that kind of struck gold with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you just said, um, there's not one marketing channel that I probably, I, I think I've tried almost everything except for like radio and TV ads. Okay. But um, that's basically the only thing I haven't done. I've done everything. And, and like you said, it's, it's all about consistency. You know, my friend Brent Marino, he just, everything works if you do. Everything works if you work it. But I would suggest like different marketing channels based on where you're at. If you're already closing some deals, I might suggest something like higher cost uh, marketing channels to get back some of your time. There's cheap leads, but those usually take more time and they're not as quality. So you have to run through more leads to get that deal. Yeah. But if you're, you know, for someone that's just, just starting out, has very little money, man, just little things. Craigslist, you know, just, I, I was super consistent about everything. You know, Craigslist was Friday night. Friday nights, because 70% of traffic on Craigslist is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Because that's when people are looking at houses, wanting to buy, wanting to sell. So I did, you know, everyone else was out partying on Friday. I was posting a ton of Craigslist ads and, you know, getting surgical about where I posted them, what my ad, and, you know, what my ads were, my copy, everything. And then same with the Facebook marketplace and stuff. Like you don't even have to be in the marketplace, but all the groups, like I don't care what group it is. It doesn't have to be buy, sell, trade, like anything. Yeah. It could be about rocks, horses, like anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah exactly. Because with marketing, I mean, it's eyes on your ad. That's what it, you know, how many eyes are going to see your ad? How many eyes see your ad? Are they going to turn into a call? How many calls do you need to close a deal? And then you just work all the numbers back and it's just boom. You can yeah. literally just turn it into a machine. And so, you know, I, I started out real low on funds, especially when I split away from my partner down in Texas. I was, you know, up here, I'm like, okay, I got a very limited budget, but I got some time. I did, you know, bandit signs. I did Craigslist and I did a ton of ringless voicemail. Ringless voicemail were pretty cheap. You could hit them real quick, you know, way quicker than I could ever cold call. So, I mean, I was dropping about 2,000 ringless voicemails a day and I'd get anywhere from three to five leads. And like my leads were only about $11. I originally thought this Seattle was like, too competitive to really like find my niche because that's what other people were saying and so I'm like okay this South South Texas let's do it and then I'm like you know what if there's other people doing it why can't I you know why couldn't I so back in August I closed eight deals I closed like four last month and another four this month just right up here but I started a lot with the ringless voicemail and then you know as texting became more popular I started doing that and then a uh, yeah, a bunch of other stuff as well. And then what was a game changer, because like I was saying, those cheap leads like ringless voicemail. I was closing one in like 35. And my close rate wasn't that good either. Because like I said before, I was doing the leads. My partner was closing. So I didn't have to negotiate. I didn't have to, you know, someone says, oh, I want 120 for my house. And I got to offer him low 90. I'm like, uh, take it or leave it. <laughs> you know, like, you know but I, so anyways, I got, I, so all this year, I've just been working on my closing. And my, you know, my sales, my rapport building, like all that stuff. And that's been a huge game changer. And now all of a sudden, even those same 35 leads that used to take me, now I can do that in like 15 to 20. So now my marketing budget goes down. I'm like doubling, you know, so you get just twice the returns off the same amount of marketing, yeah. which is huge. So, I mean, the first year, all I did was focus on lead generation. The second year, like, I know it sounds like a long time, but just focus on my, on yeah. my rapport building, my negotiating, my, yeah, all that kind of stuff. No, I feel like there's so many people out there that want like the instant gratification. They, they see uh, maybe people 
on like TV or something, like getting these home runs, these amazing, looks like almost overnight success, but they don't see all the the time and energy that it takes uh, to actually get there. So um, I, I do truly believe it's all a part of that process. And as a wholesaler, you actually have to work even harder to get it super discounted so you can still sell it to the uh, investor or keep it for yourself or a rental. You got to be able to be very strong with uh, your negotiation tactics and get those leads coming in like crazy because it is all about that funnel. Absolutely. You're dealing with like a million people and then maybe a hundred thousand actually decide to like you and then 10,000 no like and trust you then it starts to become a, a game changer and that's what it's all about i mean once i got good i mean i used to not know what to do if someone was like oh keith i, I changed my mind i'm going to a realtor or actually i got a higher offer and like i mean i've beat out higher offers multiple times in like just the last couple months i was not the highest offer but they liked me and they trusted me and they knew I was going to do it. They knew I was going to get it done. That's another thing. Like I don't just make offers like willy nilly. Like I've closed on every single deal that I've done. I've never said, Hey, I'm going to buy your house. And then it didn't close. Yeah. So you got your respect and uh, your repetition of the word around town, I guess, which is awesome. Yeah. Is it typically all within your area or in Texas still you're doing wholesaling? I know yeah, you I'm still do- deal recently that was in uh, Albuquerque. Yeah, that was that was kind of random. A lady, um, she saw, that was just a Google search. So that was just SEO. And that's another thing I started. I did a lot of my SEO to, now I'm ranking and I'm getting leads you know, for free, but essentially free. Yeah, she just came in SEO and it was weird because, you know, she lived in Olympia, Washington and she, you know, she went to some house past Olympia and found my, and typed in Albuquerque. I was like, is this lady lost? <laughs> she lives here, but had, had a house that was vacant and it was a duplex. Yeah. So, was, yeah. Those are those situations though. And, uh, and I think the pain point behind that, because most of these people that are willing to sell, there's motivation behind it. They're definitely motivated sellers. And they had bad experience, I believe, with a previous tenant, wasn't paying, lived there for a while, and then they boarded it up and it was just kind of a crazy situation. They have an expense every single month because of their mortgage. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah, she said she owes 20000 on that little duplex that's boarded up in Albuquerque. And yeah. she said, or she owes nineteen, and she said she would take twenty. And she agreed to own her finance. So I'm working, now all I got to do is put a thousand out of pocket and I could get guys in there and start working on it. Yeah. Which is, yeah. It's crazy. She found, and she found me. I didn't be like, yeah. So no, that's powerful. So let, let's talk about getting more of these leads. I know, just like you said, I think a lot of people can relate with you when it comes down to not having possibly enough funds in the beginning. A lot of people that are picking wholesaling, I noticed they're doing it because usually they might not have the funds to get started. So there, you mentioned there's a cheaper way and then a more expensive way to get leads. And uh, I want to talk about that a little bit more, but obviously the cheaper leads, it's going to put in more work. The more expensive leads, high-end leads, they are going to be less work, more qualified. But where would you get these type of leads? And when we're talking cheap versus expensive, I don't know. I, I know it can be all over the board here, but uh, yeah, rough numbers. Yeah. So I mean, some cheap, like real leads that say, I want to sell my house. It doesn't mean I need to sell my house fast or whatever. Like I was getting those through ring this voicemail and text for under $11. 
Yeah. And I'm closing about 120. But like I said, even if you were a newbie, even if you didn't know, you know, what to do, you probably close one in, you know, 35. Sure. So now your cost per deal after, you know, whatever is under 400 bucks. Yeah. So talk about ridiculous, mind blowing right there, right? Yeah. And then on the other end of the spectrum is like pay-per-click, which, you know, people, which I found to be like the most motivated. And I'm closing like, you know, like one in 11, one in 12, you know, but it's not like, oh, they just got a random text and they're like, oh yeah, this might, this sounds interesting. You will take a free offer. Like they physically had to type in, I need to sell my house in divorce or I need to sell my house fast or how do I sell a house in probate? Like that's motivation there. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's looking for you like now. So that's awesome. How much does that typically cost? For that, it's about $3,000 right now I'm averaging per deal for pay-per-click. But I mean, my average deal, and I do a lot of JVs, so it should be a lot, it would be a higher if it wasn't, if it was just me and I wasn't doing JV deals. But um, even with the JV, my average, my deal size right now is like 15800 And a lot of times that could be way double because like I said, I'm JVing a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, but I would trade $3,000 for pay-per-click deal for 15,800 any day of the week. Of course, yeah. Any day of the week, so. But all this stuff, you know, it kind of comes and goes, you know, as, as um, people, I don't know, I'm sure most of your listeners are gonna hear, or think in their head, pay-per-click super expensive. Yeah. Everyone's saying pay-per-click super expensive. So everyone stops doing it. And and, and Google AdWords, it's, it's an auction. So if there's less people doing it, the cost per click goes down, your results go up. Yep. And you know, same with direct mail. Everyone was doing direct mail. And so the cost went up because it wasn't working. People stopped doing that. And now we're going to texting and voicemail and stuff. Now your direct mail results are going to go back up. Yeah. So it's just kind of staying with the market, staying watching and seeing what's happening and, you know, not giving up. My buddy Trevor was telling me the other day that I was probably blessed that I started doing pay-per-click when I did, because if I would have saw my cost go up, I would have said, oh, this doesn't work anymore and do something else. But I'm like, all these other people are jumping out of the market. Yeah. Well, I'm still getting, you know, a deal a month from it. And I'm like, heck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. No, you are blessed. That's awesome. I, I think we all are at the end of the day, I identifying exactly you know, all the different streams out there and, and how you can go about it. Just like you said, price will fluctuate depending on how many people are going after one type of market. I think it's always best to do like the opposite of everybody else. It might be a little mm -hmm. bit of learning curves in the beginning, but you'll start crushing it independently. And then everybody will start riding that before you know it. And uh, you'll still be at the top of your game and then switch up again. Exactly. Exactly. That's what, I don't know if you ever read that book, but it's, it's like the blue ocean strategy or yeah. red ocean, blue oceans. I forget the exact title, but yeah, you know, it's like getting out in your own lane. Like I was talking about bandit signs the other day and like, I don't even put bandit signs like in the city. I still crush it though, because I put them in the outskirts and like all over the place, but I've never put one bandit sign in the city of Seattle. But I'll do all the little suburbs and I'm still getting deals from those bandit signs in Seattle because people, people are migrating. People are going all over the place for work and commuting. And I love it. Are you doing any other um, types of marketing? So we got, uh, let's list them out. So we got bandit signs. You're doing uh, ringless voicemail. Are you doing text blast? Yep. Uh, Pay-per-click? Yep. Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, retargeting. If you're going to do pay-per-click, you might as well do Facebook retargeting. Yeah. Because you already got, yeah. Ridiculous if you don't, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's super and, important. And so many people aren't taking advantage of it. So I'm glad that you actually mentioned that. Yeah. 
And then are you doing direct mail marketing? Just very little, but it's super highly, it's super focused. Okay. Yeah. It's super focused. And it's like a really, really rich list. Yeah. Oh, wow. So where are you getting these lists, if you don't mind? Um, I know it's a secret ingredient, but I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, there's a couple that I'm not going to mention, but a lot of them, I mean, everyone knows it, but they don't do it. Like, go to the county. Go to your county. Go to your city. You know, like, code violations is huge. And, you know, you can usually hear where I'm at. It's at a city level and a a county level. So the city of Tacoma, I have to go into the city of Tacoma. And then Pierce County, I go down to the the county. And I get both of those those lists. Get them skip traced real quick. You can skip trace them. With all this stuff, data is king. If you get crappy data, you're going to get crappy results. But I'm not going to lie, I started with crappy data and I got a deal and then I got another deal and I got another deal and then later I invested. So in the very beginning, just um, I was able to get data. I think I forget the exact website, but I was basically and you could get it anywhere. You could even just download your whole tax roll, you know, your whole uh, go to your accounting county website, get a a web scraper off of Fiverr to just download the whole um, tax roll. So everyone in your county and then. Mojo reverse lookup. Mojo reverse lookup is $40 for the month, for a month. So you just skip trace every single one of those for $40. You're not going to get the best results. You're you're going to get numbers. You're going to get a ton of them. And if there's, you know, 300,000 people around here, and even if you get 20% return on phone numbers, you're going to, what is that? Like, you're going to get like 60,000 phone numbers for $40. Where else can you get that? So that's what I did. I did, I remember I did like a quarter million. I did, I did 400,000 ringless voicemails at the beginning of this year for like, and just from uh, the tax roll call, and Mojo Reverse Lookup, and then my next one was Data Zap because Data Zap is three cents a piece. Sure. So between and whatever didn't come back from Mojo um, after I got a deal, I'm like, okay, well now I'll go back to this other one. I took some of the money back, and then I did uh, Data Zap on the other half of the list. Okay. And yeah. 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 Talk about a list. I mean, if that's not opportunity for you, it's not going to be the best one, but you you're going to find something within there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you're playing. Exactly. I mean, and then your best list ever, I mean, everyone will tell you is driving for dollars. It's going to be a richest list. You know, these people that, um, and what I do, hold on. This is, so everyone, people are using that deal machine app, you know, where they're right there, they hit a button and it starts sending or whatever these apps are. I'm not putting anyone on blast, but that's, you know, 50 cents a message, you know, times four, eight, whatever it is. So you're spending $4. Like I go and get these things for free. Yeah. These FedEx envelopes, they already have like, like pre-written with my little yellow letter, super simple. I got a red pen. I just write in their address and I go put it on their front porch. Like who's not going to open up a FedEx envelope? It's true. That's like true. you're already there. Just do it. Yeah. But yeah, I get, I get killer results from this. Really? I love yeah. that. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a game changer. I'm going to steal that one. That's good. Yeah. I got a pile of them right in the, you know, yeah. Behind uh, behind the passenger seat, little truck. Yeah, it's like right there, the little the little pouch. There's like a pile of them. Yeah, you just pull it out. So with those letters, are those uh, letters that are already like pre-written? Yeah, I used. Um, you know, if you just go to YouTube, just YouTube how to make a yellow letter, or you could. You know, I made one. They all printed out. It just says, "Hey, you know my." My fiance and I are looking for a house. We'd like to buy your house at, and then I just take my red pen and write in their address. And then, you know, please call, text, or email me here. Thanks. Have a blessed day. And yep. 
That's uh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> but, I, I like the me and my fiance. I think that is very powerful because it comes off that family vibe. Me, my fiance, and our dog, you know? <laughs> like, right, yeah. Me, yeah, if you see a... <laughs> If you see a kid litter box out there, it'd be me and my cat. If you see yeah. a dog <laughs> line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, yeah, that's another thing. It's like you want to relate with them. If you see some uh, little, uh, I don't know, a dog pen in the back or, or uh, a cat litter box, then you definitely want to relate as much as you can. Commonality is what uh, is going to get them feel comfortable with you. Absolutely. So let's talk about uh, the ringless voicemail again, just because it is, you know, one of the cheapest out to be able to get and you're still getting awesome results from it. I know you mentioned before we jumped on here that there was some trial and error in the beginning and only over time you actually realize like, hey, you're getting a lot better results by switching it up a little bit. And I, I know you mentioned things as simple as having like, like a woman's voice. It's a lot more appealing than a man's voice. <laughs> yeah, for, you know, for whatever reason, I think they're just, you know, more comforting or whatever. But my results, you know, your callbacks like double just by having a, a woman do your recording for you. Uh, another few things is, you know, don't make your ringless voicemail too long. I try to keep it right about 40, 45 seconds. Uh, a lot of services, they charge you per minute, not per drop too. So that's a thing that... Think of, you know, using like a good quality mic or make sure there's no back. You don't want it to sound like a recording on the other end. Like, yeah, I mean, make sure you use like a good little, I just use a good little recording app on my phone to make my voicemail because that's huge. Not making it too long. Using a woman's voice, if you can, you know, that's a no brainer. Yeah, all those things right there. Just, but and then don't sound too salesy. And also with that message, it it doesn't say hi, I'm Keith with Kind House Buyers. You know, it just says hey, you know, we're local. Uh, you know, we're just looking for a house in the area. We just sold a house and we're looking for another project. You know, if you have a house that needs some love, we'd love to make you an offer. If not, no big deal. Don't feel the need to call me back. If you do, here's my number again. I love yeah. that. So you're really like doing the. The, hey, this is what we're looking for. But then you're doing the takeaway. Hey, if this bothers you by any means, if you're not interested, if you're not super motivated, pretty much, don't worry about it. Throw away the number. Have a great day. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Because at the end of the day, we're looking for highly motivated people. You don't want to waste your time with leads that come in of like, you know, give me a call back one way or the other, just so I can take you off the list or, or not. Because then it's like more of a pain in the ass on their side. Right. And I mean, a little off of that too. I mean, it's a little off topic, but I, I realized this way, way farther down the line than I should have. But if they don't have a problem, I mean, we're not looking for properties. We're looking for problems. If they're not going to tell you their problem or if you can't get it out of them or if they don't have a problem, you get them out of your list. They stop. Don't worry about them. They're a dead lead move on or put them yeah. in like a, a drip follow up, you know, to follow, follow them up in six months or something. Yeah. But don't, if it's a dead lead, just mark it as dead and just keep going. Cause there's some real people with real problems and that's, yeah. that's what we are. We're problem solvers. And if they don't have a problem to solve, there's no value that we can provide and no reason why we should get paid in the first place. Yeah, no, it's so true. And uh, I think I'm super guilty of this. And part of the reason why I never stayed focused on like the wholesaling side to get these super motivated discounted leads is basically, you know, just giving up too soon because you're trying to, you're trying to think of every single one as that super motivated person. After you go through maybe a hundred or so or 
probably even more for a lot of people out there, depending on how good your list is. If you have to go through a thousand or two thousand to finally get somebody that's super motivated over the phone, you're going to realize like, Hey, this person, like they're vibing with me. It's a good connection. They're telling me all their problems. They need to move soon. Like they want the cash as soon as possible, like tomorrow, you know, this is a hot motivated lead. And, uh, and that's, what's going to really make the difference because somebody that I used to get so frustrated with, uh, with people that would call in and, uh, from my direct mail marketing or from my bandit signs call in and say, you know, well, give me your offer. I'm like, well, I, you got to give me some details about it. Well, you should know about the property. Give me your offer. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'll give you a million dollars, you know, uh, if, uh, you know, I'll give you, allow you to have the price. I'm going to control the terms, be amortized over a uh, hundred years. <laughs> right. <I'm> down. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's kind of a little, um, the cat and mouse game, but understanding don't waste your time with people that aren't going to be super motivated. Absolutely. And, and like you said a minute ago, the whole takeaway, don't be afraid to do it. And I used to be so afraid, like, or like not want to do that, like to take it away from them. But if, if I'm on the phone with them for 15 minutes and they're just like, well, what, what's your offer? No, I don't need to sell fast. I'm not in a hurry. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you know, why, why are you calling me? Like, yeah. You know, most people call a realtor. I don't, you know, why are you calling me some, you know, just a random card? or a sign that you saw on the side of the road. Like that's not how most people do it. And then they, you know, they usually don't crack. Sometimes they'll crack right there. You know, you'll be able to crack the shell and find out. But if they don't, then I'm just saying, Hey, you know, we, we've been on the phone for 20 minutes now. Like I, I can't see why you would even need our services. And, and I just, honestly, I, I just don't think we're going to be a good fit. Yeah. And then they'll tell you why. Well, you know, I, I, I would tell them, you know, I think maybe you should call that realtor you already spoke to or, or maybe, you know, and then they'll be like, well, I did. I talked to that realtor, but he told me this, this and this. Or, and then they'll start selling you on yeah. why. why. But it, it's, <laughs> it's not until you really take it away that the ball's in their court. And I heard someone, um, oh, Adam Johnson, he said it over the weekend. It was awesome. It was like, you know, you don't want to be in a spot where you're trying to buy their house with your money you want them to try to buy your money with their house yeah i love and that that's so good it's a powerful the day. that's good I for like real that. Yeah. yeah what type of uh learning curves do you think if if you're looking back to when you first got started what would you have told yourself differently like hey keith don't do this you know it's not going to work out in your favor or any big learning curves like that I'd say don't try to outsource something you don't know how to do already. Ooh, um, you know, at the same time, you know, like, you know, you do rehabs, but you, you still got to learn, you know, you got to know what good texture on a drywall is. You got to know, you know, kind of what it is, you know, right. otherwise you get taken advantage of. That's if you don't right. know a little bit about inside your house or inside underneath the hood of a car, someone, they're going to start taking advantage of you. Yes. So you got to, and you know, if you don't know how long it takes to skip trace a hundred leads and you just throw it at a VA and they said, Oh yeah, it took me eight hours. I'm like, okay. You know, but if you knew, Hey, I could do that in 45 minutes, you know, you're gonna, so anyways, yeah, try not to don't outsource things that you don't know how to do. And, and another thing is, is like I was telling you, I, I try to get surgical with everything I do. I mean, my bandit signs are the best quality bandit signs you could get. I do different and it sounds so elementary a bandit sign like what can you like you'd be surprised how many people have bandit signs the, the sign is this big 
but their phone number is this big. Stupid, right? And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, I make it literally as big as I possibly can. I do some other things. You know, I'll do double sides, double-sided on about half of them, and those ones going on in the ground on stakes. Yep. And they're the taller stakes that don't get hidden by the grass, yeah. you know. And then the other half are the ones that you could staple up on telephone poles. Those are single-sided. Yeah. See, I see people with double-sided ones that are up there on the telephone poles. I'm like, you just wasted 70 cents. Yeah. And then and also, um, when you're doing the staples, you want to make sure that the flutes are different. So the flutes, the little corrugated pieces that you would normally put your stakes in, the little H sure. stakes, yep. you want them to go the opposite way. Because yep. otherwise, you stake them up on that telephone pole, and they're going to be flapping around like a butterfly yep. when you when you break them. And then those don't look appealing. You barely read the stuff. And I mean, just little stuff like that. And then where I place them, you know, how often. And, you know, it sounds so elementary. Like, how 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 in-depth can you get with banner signs? But you can. And you all can. those little things make a huge difference. Same yep. thing with Craigslist. Same thing. And, and those are things that don't cost a ton of money. If you don't do the same stuff with the things that do cost a lot of money, sure. that's where people are like, oh, SEO doesn't work or pay-per-click doesn't work because they, they didn't understand what they were doing. They dumped a ton of money in. They didn't really get the results. So I just say master one marketing channel before you move to the next. Or you know, maybe master two. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just lighting your marketing dollars on fire. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't jump ship. You know, at the end of the day, like stay focused on one and really, really go hard on that avenue to really identify it and understand it. So with your band designs, what kind of colors are you using? Just curious. All right, it's yellow with a dark blue writing. And a lot of people do like multiple colors. I don't do that because it costs more money and it doesn't really do much. You can put a picture. I could send you a picture of my uh, band assignment. Yep. You put it in the show notes. I could send yep. you a picture of my, even my Craigslist ads. Like, you know, yeah. I kind of, you could put those in the show notes. I mean, when you're doing Craigslist, it, a lot of times uh, I put them in the, in the services section because it's $5, which yep. other people aren't doing. Yep. And you'll be the only one there. And then, you know, it's a whole red ocean, blue ocean. Don't be fighting over everyone else. Just go over there and get your own bone. Yeah. You know, so I, I go over there. It's $5. It's up there for 30 days. No one's flagging them because that's just, it doesn't happen when you pay for it. I use little emojis next to, you know, like little red sirens or, you know, bags of cash or whatever in my title. Because when you got a list of 50 different things, you know, your your eyes just you naturally get drawn to that. So even if there's, th- even if there is three other we buy houses or oh. Yeah. Boom. They saw mine. They clicked on it. Yeah. And then, and then that's if it's in list view because Craigslist started flipping it and now they got picture view. Yeah. But for whatever reason, whenever you go into the services, it usually starts in list view. But then the other ones like real estate, it's pictures. So yep. what I do is I take all my info and put it on my pictures. So I just a little pick editing, you know, like pick monkey or something. And it says, Hey, you know, we'll buy your house. Even if you're late on, you know, delinquent on taxes or your house is in need of major repairs. And here's my website and my phone number right there. So they don't even have to click on my ad to see what our, you know, value proposition is. I love it. Jennifer is just starting to do ads on there as well, trying to get some more leads, motivated sellers, which is awesome. Yeah. And with Craigslist too, buyers too, especially people starting out. There's a ton of buyers on Craigslist. Where do you want to go for a good deal? You go to Craigslist and older people are, you know, hanging out on Craigslist too. And they usually have money. Yeah. Everyone's like, Oh, Craigslist is dead. It's Facebook marketplace and offer up. And it's old people, that, older people sorry, yeah. that have money and, and are willing to invest and do some cool stuff. So yeah. it's, a, it's the same concept. Once again, it's like do the opposite of what everybody else is doing. 
you know, the red yeah. ocean, blue ocean thing. I think the red ocean, blue ocean, uh, I, I learned it from somebody in ClickFunnels. But uh, okay. yeah, I love that concept. It, it's very, very smart, very intelligent. Cool. Well, I love it. So, I mean, it sounds like you're, you're going out tonight. A little hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My girl, she's uh, going to be some bow tie pasta, and I'm uh, Chef Boyardee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are awesome. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah well, it's um, be... Anything that you would leave with, uh, with the listeners? Yeah. You know, there's just so much. I, I would say, you know, don't give up. Whatever you're going to do. I mean, if this is what you want to do, don't give up. There, there's room for everyone. I don't care what market you're in or how competitive you say it is. Yes. And there's so many markets too, which I love. And a big reason why I still invest in Texas is you can do a lot of creative things that you can't do. Like up here in Washington, you need equity because I, I can't really do a deal without equity. Sure. You know, because I got to get a discount. But in like Texas, like they could be almost like zero equity and you could still do a subject too and get a rental yeah. without using your own credit, without using your own you know capital. And it's like, boom, like, uh, so, I mean, there's all kinds of fun things you could do no matter where you're at, you know, your, your numbers are going to be different and just don't worry about what other people are doing. Just put your head down and do what you're going to do. Yeah. Don't worry about what other people are going to say or think and anything works if you work hard at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just stay persistent, guys. Like constantly keep driving in and uh, don't give up, especially in the beginning. It's like it's going to be a little overwhelming or you think it's not going to work out like you're you're putting in all this hard work when realistically you still got it is the numbers game. You know, you got to do a lot more to be able to you're not going to get smacked in the face after your first 20 leads that you run the numbers through. Try another 100 or 300 to, to get there. And follow-up too. We didn't even talk about follow-up, but that is so yeah. crucial because you're going to give an offer, especially if you don't know what you're doing, you know, and they're not motivated. Everything's timing and circumstance, you know, like I have deals right now that are closing, literally one that started back in December and another one that started in March and they're closing now. And because they weren't, they weren't ready then. Almost you know, they thought they were ready, yeah. but then they were like, you know, hanging on by a shoestring and then all of a sudden, you know, whatever it was, yeah. there was, but it's all timing and circumstance just because they say no, it doesn't mean no, it means not now. Yeah. So don't, don't take no for an answer, you know, politely and respectfully and have a different cadence than just, are you ready yet? Are you ready yet? Are you yeah. ready yet? You know, if they told you that, yeah, I call them, hey, how's your cat doing? Or, oh, yeah. how are you feeling? I know you had bronchitis last time we talked. That's what I, that's what I open with. I don't, you know, yeah. and what I don't my say, house. You got my house ready to sell to me yet? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the best foot to start off on. <laughs> yeah, you know, you spend, marketing is where it's at. You get those leads in and then you got to convert them. Like, those are the two most important things in this business. So... I would say sharpen both of those skills and you'd be golden. I love it. Keith, well, you just spent almost an hour with us just giving, giving so much knowledge. There's tons of great content on here. What can the listeners do to give back to you? Man, just pay it forward. Do whatever you can to help someone else. I, um, I love helping people. Yeah, I think I met you just because I, I shared like a couple books or something. Like I was just... Oh, you hooked uh, it up just, tremendously with all of your audio books uh, like a long time ago and just hooked it up. And I was like, this guy is awesome. Yeah. So I, you got a huge Pete, heart. <laughs> Pete, well, well, it all comes back to you. Like it, yeah. literally everyone's like, oh, if I give this person something, I need something in return. That's not how it happens. And if you give away stuff for free, like I have people that would do anything for me now just yeah. because I, the tiniest little thing, you know, a long time ago, now all of a sudden they're like, dude, Keith. 
Keith hooked me up and he didn't, yeah. he didn't expect nothing. Of yeah. course I'll come help you move for free or like I got to yeah. be like, yeah, I'll help that guy move out of his house so you can buy it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like thank you. Yeah. But, but if you have to pay everyone every time and it's just this, there's this quote, it was like, you know, if, if your whole life is just a balance or a board of like checks and minuses, you know, you have no friends, you know, you're alone. It's, you know. Yeah. No. I agree. I like this saying, if, I forget how exactly it goes, but it's basically like, if you got it, then give it. And mm-hmm. uh, if you're able to, then constantly put it out there because the blessings will always come back. And, and more importantly, if you need something in particular and you only have a little, like if, if we're talking money here, for example, so many people out there want money and they, they only have a little bit in their pocket. I recommend giving whatever you have, especially if, like, if you don't have enough for that bill, then give it, get like, if you need 300 bucks and you got 40 bucks on you, I would give the 40 bucks and watch karma take care of you. And you know, whatever you guys believe in and, and blessings come back to you uh, tenfold to be able to cover those bills. You know, it, it's crazy how giving the power of giving has literally changed my life as well. Uh, and it seems like it, it's been a huge impact in, in your life as well. Huge. Yeah. Huge. So I, I appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah. Just find me on Facebook, say hi. Just tell me you got some value from this. That would brighten up my day. So I love that's it. all I need. Keith, you're the man, brother. I appreciate you. How can people get a hold of you? You can find me on Facebook, just Keith Sant, Instagram, Keith.Sant. Yeah, go to my website, kindhousefires.com. And, oh, man, that's another thing for you guys. Get a website. Like I told you, I got that deal. Uh, I got a carrot site. I mean, you get where you know whatever site you want. But those online leads are the are the ones that are going to bring you the most profit. So I love that. Yeah. That's so good. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate you for everybody listening out there. You guys make sure you reach out to Keith. He is the man. And uh, I know you guys found a lot of value in this tag, somebody in this, share this out, make sure you hit that subscribe button on ready, set, go real estate investing podcast. Uh, Leave a review. Let me know what you guys think about it. But when you hit that subscribe button every single Monday, you'll get that newest episode. So, tons of fire value behind this and want to know what you guys think about it. Uh, besides that, if you want to reach out to me, you guys can always do so at brandonelliotinvestments.com. Otherwise, Instagram, Brandon Elliott Investments, and then facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott REI. Till next time, Keith, you're the man, brother. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Brandon. Stay blessed, guys. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.